If you want to make more money, stop selling products. It may sound counterintuitive. That's why you need to listen to today's show. Cue up the music. So the real question is this. How can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hey there, it's Christy Hostler with Podcast Monetization Secrets. Thank you for coming along on the ride with me. So far in this podcast, we have talked about what metrics to focus on for success. If you want to monetize your podcast, we've showed you how to create your first lead magnet. We've showed you how to get out of content creation mode and the first step to actually begin monetizing your podcast. We've also kind of talked about how to identify your audience and target a specific audience to make sure that by the time you create something for them, it will actually sell, which is what you want. So today I'm going to tell you how to actually make more money when you actually stop selling products. Now, what do I mean by that? And I see podcasters do this all the time. I've had podcast clients that have done it all the time. I've had several clients that have uh, really tried to, I mean, legitimately tried to monetize. And they, you know, tried to monetize by, um, I wrote a book and here's my book and here it is on Amazon for $7.99 or $9.99 or whatever it was. And they ended up by the time Amazon, you know, took its cut and and their costs and that sort of thing, they sold very few copies, number one. But number two, what they sold, they barely get any of because they had it on Amazon and, you know, how that goes. So it's no different, though, whenever you're publishing with a major publisher, you as the author and the content creator end up getting very little of that slice of the pie when that book sells. Now, today, I cannot claim credit for, well, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. So I cannot claim credit for this as an original idea. But I want to use an illustration to really drive the point home and show you the difference between uh, selling products and what you should be doing. So when you sell a product, there's a couple of disadvantages to doing that. And in my niche, especially when I do, you know, podcast production, uh, the tendency is to want to commoditize everything. And so you sell a product and people say, well, how much does it cost to get a podcast edited? And I'm competing with somebody who lives in the Philippines who will do it for $15 an episode. And I charge, you know, $100 or more per episode to edit a show. And so how how do, do I even compete with that? You know, $15 versus $100. If you're just looking at it and saying it's audio editing, it's the exact same thing, you would end up going with a $15 one. Now, there's some inerrant problems with doing that, but I wanted to drive the point home that many of us are in niches or industries or sub-niches where the things that we sell, we 
sort of get reduced to being a commodity. And I try very, very hard not to commoditize my service. And part of the way I do that is by trying to add value any way I can with the services that I'm offering. But what we should be doing instead of selling products where we become a commodity is creating irresistible offers. And I'll show you what the difference is, but I wanted to show you and, and explain to you what really drove this point home for me uh, about a year and a half ago now. And I was listening to, I was actually uh, taking the One Funnel Away Challenge on with ClickFunnels and Russell Brunson was doing the training and he started his training by saying that he felt like he could sell his iPhone, just his everyday old iPhone. And I think at the time the trainings were recorded, he might have had like an iPhone 7, but it wasn't even the latest and greatest one. I think by then the 8 or 9 was out, and so it was still the older you know, model. And he said, I believe I could sell my iPhone for $10,000. And I can remember in my mind going, okay, I got to see this because, you know, just because he's Russell Brunson, I don't know that people would pay $10,000 for an old iPhone. So basically, he said, you know, if you go, and I think it's, you know, it's still the same today. If you go to any vendor that deals with iPhones, Apple basically sets their their pricing from the manufacturer, right? So you might find Verizon or some other phone company that's sort of internally running a deal where you might get something on the back end for going with them. But the bottom line is most iPhones are going to be worth at least $500, right? You're going to pay at least $500 for them. And now you might have the latest and greatest with a few other bells and whistles, and it might get up to seven or $800. But still, you're not talking about... $10,000, right? So what Russell did is he basically said, you know, I've got I've got this iPhone here and it's older model. He said like a Model 7 or something. Had it been working on it for a couple of years now. And uh, he said, so there's one of these. I only have one and I'm going to sell it. And I want to sell it for $10,000. But instead of just getting the actual hardware and the iPhone, uh, you know, software and all the things that come on it, he said, that's, you know, that's what everyone gets. That, that's where the phone becomes a commodity. But if I showed you that on this phone, I have, over the course of my 15 years in the marketing space, I have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into any possible training course that I could take, that I could learn from. And he said, it used to be in, you'd get those big packets of like, audio cassette tapes, or you'd get those, and you know, they'd have like, you know, 12 or 14, you kind of, it would look like a book and you'd open it up and all the cassette tapes would be laid out there. Come on, you're, I know I'm dating myself, but you know what I'm talking about. So then it became CDs where you'd open it up and there would be CDs and you'd, you'd take out the CDs out of the packs. But he said, you know, a few years ago, he took all of those packages that were created with audio cassette tapes and CDs and that sort of thing. And he had his brother, who also edits his podcast, he had him take all of that audio and put it on the cloud. On the M It's like MP3 type files that he recorded them down to, or he uh, downloaded them to. So 
he has all of those trainings from the greats, the, you know, Dan Kennedy, uh, Jay Abrams, Frank Kern, all of these things that he has just spent tons of money and years learning. All of those audio cassette tapes and the seminars and everything like that are on the cloud. And you have access to them right here through a link on his phone. He's got it, got it right there. Then he said, what if I also said, you know what, inside my phone, I've got numbers, you know, phone numbers of, you know, some pretty famous people, you know, uh, like Tony Robbins or Gary Vee or uh, what's the other guy, Grant Cardone, <laughs> you know, all these famous marketers, uh, Dean Graciosi, you know, all these people. And so I'll, I'll just leave my address book in there. So you'll have the phone to all, you know, my phone will come up in all these people's phone if you call them. And so you'll have access to those people as well. And not only that, but I've taken all of my slides that I've ever done with all of my speeches and all my presentations I've ever done. And there have been hundreds of them now. And all of those slide decks are in this phone. And so that those slide decks, you know, it's, I gave these speeches at, in these presentations at different events where you had to pay anywhere from hundreds to thousands of dollars to, to get there. So, you know, that's worth thousands of dollars right there. So he basically went from this is a $500 iPhone to this is now an iPhone filled with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of training over the course of 15 years. It's filled with all of my current um, trainings that I've done, which is worth uh, thousands of dollars. I've all, he, he also said, you know, so I've also on here got all my favorite podcasts that I listen to and my playlist, and I've got them bookmarked. And I've also got my all my favorite books that I've got on here on my Kindle. And so he said, you would know exactly what I'm reading and you would be able to read the same information and know what I'm paying attention to. So he basically said, so if I, I gave you this phone and it had the normal iPhone hardware, the normal iPhone software, and then added on the hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of training content, the thousands and tens of thousands of dollars worth of private events that he's given uh, presentations and speeches to get all of those right here on his iPhone worth tens of thousands of dollars. Then you get all of his personal contacts with the rich and famous and brain power of the marketing industry. And then you also get his personal playlist of what he listens to podcast wise and what he's reading on his Kindle right now. You get all of that. I only have one of them, though, for $10,000. I guarantee you that there would be multiple people that would buy or want to buy that iPhone 7 for $10,000. What did we just do? We basically, that exercise, took a commodity an iPhone that Apple says, here's the most you can charge, but also here's the least you can charge whenever you sell our products. Can't sell it below this price. We take a commodity where most of the time the price only varies or fluctuates by, you know, maybe $30 to $150 or some sort of rebate or whatever that might get you a little bit more off your phone bill. But the bottom line is it's a commodity. And we took it and we added bonus after bonus 
after bonus to it. So by the time it was said and done, for $10,000, you could have an iPhone that has hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of value for only $10,000, which seems completely crazy, but that is the basis for getting away from selling products. And that's what many people do. So let's just bring this down to let's get out of Apple land and iPhone land. Let's get down to um, everyday examples that you and your podcast and your business are going to run into. Many people, many of you have maybe already written a book. Many of you might have a it might actually be a physical book. It might be an ebook or something like that. And you're selling it for the price, whatever the going price is of books right now. If it's a hard copy book, I don't know how much they go for. But let's just say, for example, that you said, you know what? I'm not not going to commoditize my book. You know, if somebody's looking for a book on what I'm showing them how to do or the content or the niche that I'm in and the, the content that I'm talking about, I don't want to compete with them on price like I want them to understand the intrinsic value that's going to come to them from getting my book. And it's not in a commodity based transaction. So let's just say you price your book at $49. Now it seems crazy, you know, that someone would go and potentially pay $49 for a book when they could probably get it on Amazon for maybe $19, $26, maybe $16. I don't know. I don't know how the prices are set for the books, but it's a commodity when it gets to Amazon. So if you take that principle and say, I'm going to basically take my book and I'm going to not make it a commodity and I'm going to charge $49 for it, but I'm going to easily be able to give hundreds of dollars worth of value to the people that buy the $49 book. Let me tell you how to do it. So you take any digital assets that you have. You could have the spoken word. You could have the written word. So the spoken word might be, it might be a video of a seminar that you did at a private event. It might be a audio of an interview that you did for something that you haven't published yet. You haven't put it out on your podcast. Maybe it's uh, anything written. Maybe it's a some collection of blog posts. Maybe it's co- a collection of um, you writing out and, and uh, you know, g- studying someone else's content and writing out your action plans and your thoughts. So you got spoken word, you've got written word, you've got potentially physical products, and then you've got these things that categorize as other things. Maybe it's membership sites, maybe it's members membership to your Facebook group. So you basically take these four things and look at what you potentially have. Are there bonuses that you could create and say, instead of giving you a book for $49 and you get the book and my good wishes and I sign it for you and it's all hunky dory, wouldn't it be better to say, you know what, I've got a book, I'm going to sell it to you for $49. But also with that, you're going to get my digital training course and it's covers this, 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 and this. And I normally sell it 
I sell it for $279, but today, you know what? I'm going to give it to you as a bonus for this book because you know why? It doesn't cost you anything else. It doesn't cost you any time. It doesn't cost you any more money for you to take that training course that you've already got done and make it a bonus for someone that buys your $49 book. So already, they've not just got a $49 book that's valued at $49. They've got $279 value on top of that, plus $49. Now you say, I'm not going to stop there. Because you know what? If you also buy this book, I'm going to give you the video to a private coaching training that I did in a mastermind that it costs $25,000 a year or two years or however much it costs. It costs, you know, $3,000 a year. I don't know what the price is, but it would be something that you might have done that you could have gotten paid thousands of dollars to deliver that content. But it's your content. And you can take that presentation. It's in digital format. And you can basically say, here you go. Here it is. It's the bonus. You don't have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars or you don't even have to pay hundreds of dollars to get this extra stuff. I'm giving it to you today for free. So now I've got a $49 book with a $279 bonus course and a, another video presentation on top of that for unknown value because it was given at a private event and you had to pay, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of dollars or whatever it was to get there. So it adds that much more value to it. Now, maybe you say, not only that, but I've also curated a, a, a playlist of my favorite meditations or my favorite podcasts or my favorite books, whatever it is. And I've got those for you, and you'll see exactly who I learned from to become an expert and a professional in what I do. But you won't have to pay X amount of dollars to go and get all of those things. I'm basically going to give it to you. The playlist is right here, and you just go right down through it. There you have it. Now, that's worth however, however much more value that is. So you just go on and you continue. You might even say, you know what, I've got this coffee cup. And this coffee cup is something that I normally only send to guests that are on my podcast. And uh, it's, uh, it's a limited edition because we there's only a few of them in existence, but it normally only goes out to people that have been a guest on my show. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and send that to you too. That's another uh, $19 value or whatever the, the price is for your coffee mug. You might have merchandise. You might have a shirt or a hat or a sticker or whatever. Every single thing you can do, throw that in there. You might even have a digital or in-person event that you could throw in a ticket to. You don't know, right? Is it going to hurt you at all if you have an event that you created, whether it's a virtual summit or some other thing where there are recordings of those to suddenly take those and turn them around and make them bonuses for that $49 book? No, it's not. It's not going to hurt you at all. But you have to get out of the mode of commoditizing what you're selling as a product. And when you do that and begin to stack on value and stack on value and stack on value, and don't get me wrong, people are always going to try to get more out of you than, you know, 
they want to pay the cheapest amount for something. I get that all the time. I get consultations. Oh, will you, you know, give me a discount? Well, are you wanting discounted service? Because if you're wanting discounted service, I'll be glad to pass you along to someone who who I know provides very much discounted service. Their prices are discounted and their service is discounted. But I don't really think that's what you're wanting. I think you're wanting the best thing you can get for the cheapest price you can pay. And we've got to get out of thinking that way. So you're trying to make an irresistible offer to somebody so that that $49 book seems like a great deal because of all these other things that they get with it. Now, this is just the beginning of how to build and create offers. And I've been wanting to talk about this for a really long time because to me, it is what separates many podcasters from marketers, so to speak. And many times people find themselves, I'm either in a content creator a podcaster category, or I'm a marketer. And we want to be better at marketing. We have to be better at marketing. Otherwise, we're never going to get the return on our investment that we've made into our podcast. So one of the things that you need to think about is look at your possible offerings. If you're creating a course, you're creating a book, you're creating whatever it is, you could go ahead and make a higher than usual price on that. But then figure out, go through and just on a whiteboard, make four columns. Make one that says written word. What bonuses do you have? A lot of you, you might have old blog posts whenever you used to, you tried blogging 10 years ago and you took all those blog posts down. But you've got some blog posts you could curate into a little ebook. And there's your written word. So you have a category, written word, spoken word, physical products, and then other things. And those other things might be memberships to Facebook groups. They could be uh, virtual event tickets, um, being part of some sort of community online, whether you know, you're doing Mighty Networks or whatever it is you're doing. So those are the four categories. What assets do you already have? The other part is if you know what assets you already have, what digital assets or what assets have already been created that way, because the idea is that you don't want to have to invest more of your time each time someone buys one of these things. And you also don't want to have to invest more of your money right? You don't want the cost of the $49 book to cost you $49 or more just to sell it, right? You want that cost to be low. So you're looking basically sort of in your closet, in your digital closet, in your business closet, and seeing what do you have in these four categories? Spoken word, written word, physical products, and other things that you could offer as bonuses, And that every single time somebody orders whatever it is you're selling, you could deliver that to them in a very seamless way and give them extra value. Let me tell you, the beauty becomes when you as a podcaster have a deep archive of not just podcast, but maybe you begin every time you do an interview from now on. Maybe you end the interview before you get to the really juicy parts. (laughs) Maybe you end the interview 
and then you tell the, the guest to hold on. We're creating a little bonus content here. And that bonus content is nothing that you're ever going to publish until you have a membership site or until you begin selling these products that you're going to be selling. But instead of selling them as products, you're going to be making offers. So now they get the behind the scenes. They get the bonus that you just are creating with every interview that you're doing. Do you see how this works? It's, podcasters are especially positioned in a great way to make this happen. And this can happen um, from your podcast archive. Many of you have transcripts upon transcripts. Maybe you've just used them internally before, right? But maybe there's not, it's not just transcripts. Maybe there is a specific course you went through. Maybe you went through, you know, B school or you went through some other course and there's a workbook where you went through and you worked out all of your business plan stuff. You worked out your offers. You worked out what you were selling. You worked out all this stuff. Those are assets that are yours, that you created. It's your thoughts, your content. You could produce those and, and make them bonuses for people that are signing up for whatever it is you're selling, whatever offer to build your offers out. Now, it's funny because whenever Russell Brunson talks about he, you know, that, like I was telling you, this uh, original story came from him about the selling the iPhone for $10,000. But when he creates offers, he basically starts with, OK, I need to I need to create a $5,000 offer. I need to create a high ticket offer. What are the craziest things I could give people in order to make $5,000 seem like nothing? And, you know, they go through and fill up a whiteboard with, you know, Russell flies to your office and spends a day working side by side with you to get your, your funnel straightened out or whatever, you know, and they just start throwing things at the board. And then when they have, you know, 25 or 30 or $40,000 worth of value of things that legitimately they could give, then that becomes their offer. And so these, that's the way you need to be start, start, I can't even say it. That's the way you need to start thinking about this for yourself. Many podcasters have so much free content, and I'm not even saying that you can't repackage and rebundle some free content into things that are bonuses. Many of you have an archive full of gold that is just waiting to be mined to be bonuses for some of the things that you're going to want to create. And you might say, well, Christy, but I've already put it out on a free podcast. But you know what? When you bundle things and package this, things differently, people will pay for the same thing. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have seen the Harry Potter movie? I've seen several of them. How many of you have also read the Harry Potter books? Why would you have read the books if you'd already seen the movie? Or why would you have seen the movie if you'd already read the books? Because it's sort of the same thing, but it's packaged a little bit differently. How many of you have a shelf full of physical books? And you order them because you're going on a trip or you're doing whatever and you want to take that physical book with you. At the same time, we might pull out your Kindle and we'd see maybe that same book there on your Kindle that you bought the ebook for. 
And God forbid I go to your Audible account and look and see that same book in audio form right there on Audible. Now, do you mean to tell me you've just paid three times for that same content? Yeah, you have, because it's packaged in a different way each time. You might have you might be creating an ebook, but maybe there's a physical workbook that you can create that'll go along with it. Or maybe you're creating a physical book and you need to record the audiobook that people can get as well as a bonus. This is something that goes on all the time in marketing, and we podcasters have just thumbed our noses, <laughs> thumbed our collective noses at it, I should say, and just acted as if it doesn't exist. There is a huge psychology in making people feel like they are getting a good value for the amount of money they spend. You see it all the time with the way we choose things as consumers. There are some people who will only buy luxury cars. They don't mind spending a good chunk of money for a luxury car. But even though their budget for that car might be $70,000, they're going to want to make sure they get the best deal they can for that $70,000. So they might get a two or three-year-old car that used to cost $120,000 when it was new. Understand value doesn't have a dollar amount attached to it, right? So you can overpay for something that costs $5 or you can overpay for something that costs $500 because value is in our perception of whether our money was well spent and did we get what we expected or our expectations were exceeded by spending that money. So your homework, while we've talked about creating lead magnets, and I hope you're creating lead magnets, we've talked about counting downloads versus counting uh E, um, count not counting downloads, counting email subscribers rather than downloads. We've talked about all the things to get you out of free content creation mode. And I hope you're working on all of those things. But your homework from this episode is to create, take a piece of paper, take a whiteboard, take whatever it is. Make four columns. Spoken word written word, physical products, and other things. And I want you to begin filling in those columns with the assets that you already have created. With just a little effort, you could just pull that podcast out of the archive, or you could go back to a raw interview and get a section that you never aired before. Whatever it is, we want to see what you've got that you can begin creating bonuses for. And that course or that asset or whatever it is that you're creating for that audience that we talked about in episode six, you want to begin being able to craft an offer, an irresistible offer. So when I tell you I'm selling $49 books all day long, but people are getting, you know, $4,000 of value in that $49 purchase, that makes it a no-brainer. But it completely flips the paradigm 
from somebody who says, I'm selling an ebook for $7.99. What's your ebook price or physical book or whatever it is from Amazon? Don't let these places commoditize you and devalue your work. There is another person that I follow that his he came out with a book two years ago. And I believe the book, the price of the book was $59. But in with that $59, you got, you know, uh, his uh, copywriting course. You got access to his private membership group. You got all these different bonuses that were like so compelling that it didn't even make you realize you're paying $59 for a book. Because you want it. And the thing is, the book didn't even come out yet. The book had, you know, hadn't even been uh, finalized and printed yet. It wasn't even in the edited form at the printers. He was pre-selling his book that way. So he had his book paid for. And you know what? In the minute we hit buy, we had all of those bonuses at our fingertips to keep us busy until the book came. And you know what? Everyone was happy with that. No one complained because now we had a course on copywriting and a course on email marketing and a course on this and all these other bonuses and things he gave us. Plus, you got a T-shirt mailed to you. I mean, it was crazy to think that he could just sell a book for $59. And don't get me wrong, when the book came, it's a nice book. It's one of those kind of uh, cloth bound books with a little ribbon that ran through it. And there's like nice silver edges to the pages. It was a nice book. But the value was in the whole package. And that's what you're wanting to create. So stop selling products. You'll make so much more money if you stop selling products and instead begin creating irresistible offers. And some of what you are going to need for your bonuses and for the additional things you can give of value with every offer that you make are buried within your podcast. Or you have the opportunity every single week when you're creating a podcast to create some of these digital assets. Maybe, you know, maybe it'll help you see things in a little different light whenever you realize that every interview you do, you could hold back a portion of it. You could hold back 10 or 15 minutes of it. Nobody would miss it. And you know what? That can be some bonus content. I've had clients that have taken their podcast and written books about the lessons they've learned from all of the podcast interviews they've done. There is also a business model out there where people who are podcasters take every podcast episode and create a co-authored ebook from the podcast content and put it up on Amazon. So now Christy Hostler and whoever her guest is have co-authored book after book. And before you know it, the guy's got 300 or 400 or 500 books on Amazon that he's co-authored with these people that have really big names. And you know what? Those big name people promote the books too, because it's some of the little known things that their audience might not have realized they did. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of different ways to tackle this money-making thing. But I want you to get out of selling products mode. Don't be the one selling products. Stop selling products. You'll make way more money if you create irresistible offers. We'll dive more into the irresistible offers and how to pitch them and how to compile them and how to know when you have enough value 
later on. But I wanted to go ahead and put this out there so you can begin thinking about it because you're creating lead magnets and you're creating courses and you're creating whatever digital products you're creating. And I want you not just to sell the product. I want you to create an irresistible offer. So with that, if you want to talk more about this, we're having some great conversations in our Facebook group, Podcast Monetization Secrets. And I am so excited for the, let's just say the scales that are coming off of some people's eyes when they begin looking at their podcast through the lens of monetization and the things that they're doing to say, oh my gosh, this is just a different way that I should have been going about this all along, but it's sort of changed how they're doing their podcast and how they're viewing it. And some of them are very non-traditional ways of monetizing. So uh, don't hesitate to come join us, join that Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. Uh, We'd love to have you sharing with us in our successes. And I'm sure there's going to be failures along the way, but we learn from them and we grow and we continue tweaking things so that we have a better outcome next time. It's just facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash podcast monetization secrets. Hope to see you there and we'll see you next time. Have an awesome day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.